It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Study. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. This show is all about taking action, spurring you on to take a great step in your financial life. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. I am one of the certified financial planners on the show. I'm also your host. With me in the KFG studios, certified financial planners, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. There are some insurance professionals who suggest that a 20-year term life insurance policy is all anyone needs to protect their family from a tragic loss of a breadwinner or a parent, that sort of thing. Is this sound advice or a dangerous approach? We'll give you our take from a financial planning perspective today on The Wise Money Show. Well said, Josh. Well said. If you have any questions, reach out to us. We'd love to help. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. We'll hit your question on an upcoming program. Um, Or you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You can submit questions that way. Just search Wise Money Radio. You can also catch other content there. Every episode's on the YouTube channel. We've got blogs and whatnot that we're pushing out through through Facebook and normal um, announcements and that sort of stuff. So connect with the show that way as well. Life insurance, it's, it's just confusing. It is complicated. There's lots of types. There's lots of kinds. There's different amounts. And when you couple this with the, the variety of opinions out there from financial professionals, well, are those professionals just a life insurance salesperson? Are they just an investment advisor? Are they a fiduciary? Are they doing comprehensive financial planning? It's just it's just complicated. And and all too often, just like Josh said, some I don't I don't even want to say financial professionals, some individuals, maybe some advisors, maybe some financial spokesperson spokespeople. Uh, suggest a one-size-fits-all approach with life insurance. And you, so you might have heard, you might have taken action on this that, oh, yeah, you just you need 20-year term life insurance. What's your guys' take on that? Before we dive into the financial planning approach, what's your take on that one-size-fits-all? You just need 20-year term. I have a, I have a uh, totally different take. Um, you might think it's about, about a different subject, um, <laughs> which it is, but I... It's interesting to me, and I've observed this over time, whenever someone has a medical issue, they go and they work with a doctor. And then whenever they're describing that to me, it seems, maybe this is just anecdotal evidence, maybe this doesn't happen to anyone else, but whenever they describe they're working with this doctor, they always throw in, and oh, by the way, he is the best doctor. Um, by the way, she is world-renowned uh, for her ability to uh, take tonsils out or what, whatever it is. And I, it struck me because I, I, I'm used to hearing that. And we had some friends. I grew up in Big Rapids, Michigan, which is a small town. And there's an even smaller town to the north called Reed City. And they have a hospital there. And one of our friends needed some medical treatment. 
and they went to the Reed City Hospital and had a one of the world's renowned specialists in this particular rare disease type thing that he had. And I just looked at my wife um, afterwards after hearing this and I said, honey, I don't think that the best guy in the world in this field is practicing medicine in Reed City. I could be totally wrong, but here's the, this is the, the reason I'm, I'm saying this to illustrate a point. A lot of times people will work with their financial professional or read an article like this, and then they, they, they go uh, searching for something to back up what they believe. Hmm. So they say, hey, I read this article, and this guy, he writes articles. He's amazing. It was in the financial press. He's got to be right. So they don't they don't wonder, hey, does this apply to me? Is this article just clickbait? Are they trying to sell something? Yes, I had to put my email address in in order to to read the article. I mean, <clears throat> what what should I be thinking about? And I'll even talk to I mean, it reminds me of when we when we did the, you know, the Niles Open House and we I talked to a, a friendly guy from a credit union who said, "Well, yeah, we uh, you know, we do what you guys do." And I said, "Oh, well, um, we do financial planning, and he's like, "Oh yeah, 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 we do that too." And they sell investments. Doesn't doesn't not make them bad, um, but there's a huge difference. Right, that so, is not financial planning. So I would just be really careful when you read an article like that, because I love, I personally love the sales. I love to be sold. I actually don't mind watching the infomercials and wow. I've wanted blue blockers. I've wanted to set it and forget it. I've wanted the Ginsu knives. I I I you know, I have a Jack Lane juicer in my basement that was used three times. Um so I I just <laughs> Floby <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into some of the more interesting ones. I I uh, I, I didn't know this about you, Kevin. Yeah, I, I do. I really I I don't, ShamWow? I, I, yeah. You are the only person I've ever, your garage is the only one I've ever walked in and found a unicycle hanging in it. Oh, actually, not one, but two. Two, <laughs> two unicycles. Well, actually, there were three. There was one for me and, and one for each of the boys. Oh, man. Uh, so so this, is, this is the thing. So you read this article and you say, that's it. That's all I need to know. I found the Holy Grail. It's a 20-year term. I'll get a 20-year term and be done. That's my concern with as um, with so much information out there. Technology is taking over the the financial um, services world, and it's, it's just information. You've got to apply it to your situation, and the way to do that is through a comprehensive financial planning approach. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it, but Josh, it sounds like you've got an idea percolating. Well, I, I was just gonna say. I mean, if literally there was one financial product out there that could solve everyone's problems, help them achieve every single goal, deal with every issue they could could handle, then that one product would be the one that everybody has. But there's so much variety out there. They are not all created equal. Some are more expensive than others. Some do exactly what you need them to do, and others would be an inappropriate tool for you. And that's why financial planning needs to be the lens that you evaluate all financial products through. The product 
product is just a tool to help you facilitate what you're trying to accomplish in your life. But the lens, the the evaluation tool is financial planning. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the, I don't know exactly what article you were referring to, but someone gets to the edge of retirement, I think you had said, close to 65, someone then sells them a 20-year term life policy just because that's what they sell. That doesn't pass the sniff test for me. No. And and that's a big deal. That's one of my quirks in life. I don't have a nose that works very well. When I start (laughs) smelling something, I just go into like overactive sniff mode here (laughs) because I want to know what in the world is that smell. This stinks to me, right? So you got to start asking some good questions, figure out what the issue is there. But the lens or the, the method of doing it is financial planning. The folks who uh, I've seen really say, nope, the, 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 all you need, 20-year term. Also, make another comment, too, and, and we don't need to get into this because I don't, we don't need to arm wrestle on it, but um, you, whole life bad, 20-year term is what you need. Um, the truth is there's lots of options out there with, your, with, with, what, with how you can protect this big risk, transfer this risk of you passing away um, prematurely. And how do you how do you decide? How do you know of all these choices? How do you know what type of life insurance? We'll start there. What type of life insurance you need? How do you know? What are some of the factors? What are the things you need to consider? Well, I th- I think in order to know what type, you need to know what amount you need. That's what that's the that's the question that you have to answer first. If I'm on the verge of retirement. Mm-hmm. I need to know, am I self-insured? Because, and if I'm not self-insured, do I need to to um, adjust something in my financial life in order to position myself to be self-insured? Because if there's any way that I could be self-insured, and then and I've got a finite amount of dollars, then I don't need to spend dollars on an insurance premium. Yeah. Yeah, I, that I, so certainly knowing the amount. Go ahead, Josh. I was just gonna say. I mean, just summarizing what you just said. The first question is, do you even need the insurance? Yeah. And the closer you get to retirement, the more our hope is that the answer is no. Yeah. So how much do you need? The amount? What type? And then what's the what's a fair price? How do you go about that? That's where that's what's ahead here. We've got that and listener questions. Several, a variety. Some of them dealing with taxes. Still in tax season. So. Got that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Have you ever been concerned about talking to a financial professional because you might be concerned that they were going to convince you you need something that you actually didn't i think that's i think that's a big concern and we're talking about the topic du jour right now is life insurance i think that's a big concern that will i go talk to a financial professional who's gonna tell me i need something that i really don't need so so sell me something and uh, oh my goodness that's where you've got to start do you need life insurance before you talk about the type before you talk about the amount because if the amount's zero, the types are irrelevant. So that's what we're talking about today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thank you very much for being with us. Uh, also want to say thank you to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank for making the Wise Money Show possible. 
We've got a couple questions we're going to be hitting later in the program um, that deal with taxes. If you have any questions, tax-related, if it's personal, you need help, reach out to us as well. If it's a question for the show, just say, yeah, for the upcoming show or whatever. You can send us your question in a few different ways. Reach out to us a few different ways. Online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574 574- Two 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 thousand, and then every uh, everywhere on social media, not Instagram. I don't know how you take pictures of this stuff. Maybe someday we'll have an Instagram, but Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Just search Wise Money Radio. Uh, all right, so we're talking about the one size fits all approach for life insurance that many eh, financial individuals. I don't even know what to call them because they're not financial planners. You wouldn't be doing financial planning if you said this one product is the right thing for everyone. Um, it's not a financial planning approach, but there's this there's this uh, certain people who communicate when it comes to life insurance. All you need is 20 year term policy. Saw this in an article where someone was just about to retire, life insurance w- ran out, and so they kind of wrote into this financial individual, and his response was, "Yeah, you need 20 year term." What? What in the world? So I posed the question, "How do you know what type?" And Kevin said. No, you need to find out if you even need this because you, you first need to know, are you self-insured? Do you need life insurance before you can address what type? Well, do you need life insurance, number one? So there's a process to determine that amount. But when you're looking at the, 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 the area of protection planning, one of the things that you want to determine is, do I live with the risk or do I transfer it? You might even want to live with the risk. Live with the risk means I'm not writing a check to the insurance company. And why might you want to live with the risk? You might have, by by age 65, most people have accumulated some type of health issue that makes life insurance more expensive. Life insurance becomes more expensive when the odds increase that you'll actually use it. So when you're young, if you if you were a th- healthy 30-year-old buying a 20-year term, they basically give that stuff away because no one's going to use it. Statistically, no one's going to use it. When you hit 65, guess what? In the next 20 years, it's likely that you're going to use it. Did you catch that? That you just heard from Kevin when you need to be when you need to make a great life insurance choice when you're young. And and do that's why sometimes people ask, "Hey, I'm just out of college or I'm newly married, I'm early in my career. Do I really need financial planning?" Um if you can set it and forget it, you said Kevin, yes. if, you, if you can make a wise life insurance choice when you're young and healthy and just just have it be appropriate for your situation. Um, for uh, the, Wow, that could save you tons of money and heartache and pain. Okay, the key phrase that you just said was appropriate for your situation. Mm-hmm. And that's why determining uh, whether a 20-year term policy is, is appropriate for you, you have to consider what is the risk that you're facing. What does this life insurance need to accomplish? We often put uh, this risk into two different categories. Do you have a temporary need for insurance or do you have a permanent need for insurance? You know, examples of temporary 
contemporary would be you're raising children and if you and your spouse were to pass away do you need to have a chunk of dollars set aside that will help raise these children if you're not here to earn a living that would accomplish that uh, do, do you have a mortgage that is going to slowly decline as time goes on if you're here to keep chipping away at it but if you were gone life insurance is a way to immediately wipe that out. When the mortgage is gone, that need is gone. So right. it's hopefully a temporary need. Those are, both of those are temporary, you know, that you're raising the kids for a certain period of time. Someday they're going to be, you know, on their own and, and self-sufficient. So that's temporary. The mortgage, temporary. Saving up for your own retirement, so the income replacement idea, that's temporary. Someday you should be fully ready to walk away from your paycheck and not miss it. So and so when I need. yeah so when I look at that and I say if I'm 65 and I'm buying a 20 year term, that's permanent. I mean, is it, 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 statistically that is permanent. So I look at that and I say, hey, if I'm 65 and I go through a, a, a an analysis and it determines that I need some insurance, and you say, well, why might someone need some insurance? Well. In retirement, if you and your spouse are drawing Social Security and one of you dies, their Social Security check goes away. So if your Social Security check is 2000 a month and your spouse's is 2000 a month, if one of you dies, one of those checks goes away. And if your expenses don't get cut in half at that death, then you might need something. If you don't have other resources, if you don't, you're self-insured, yeah. But I would make the case, and so when you look at term insurance, the, the, the cost for term insurance is based on a few factors. One is, what is your age when you buy it? The second is, how much are you buying? So what's the volume of insurance? Am I buying $100,000 of term insurance or a million dollars? And then the third is, how long am I buying it for? So you might look at a 20-year term at age 65 and say, that actually seems out of my price range. But you, you could look at a 10-year term. Most people don't know you can have a, you know, a 15, a 10. You there some companies sell 5-year term insurance policies. So you might say, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to cut this, you know, cut the baby in half here. I'm going to do a 10-year term and by 10 years will be 10 years into our retirement. If something happens after the first 10 years, we should be okay." So you take a calculated risk. Again, this is all risk management. Risk management, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, part of the issue with uh, buying life insurance is it's, it's a question of which years are you going to protect. Those early years when the need is so high happen to be uh, the, the least expensive years to protect because the likelihood of you passing away in your 30s or 40s, even 50s, is pretty low. And uh, but when you're buying protection for the years of your 70s and 80s, those couple of decades, the likelihood statistically, the insurance company knows these numbers well. 
and they know just how much risk you represent to them having to write a big check. And so they ask you to write a big check in the form of large premiums. And you have to ask yourself, does that fit in your retirement cash flow? Is it going to help enough to justify the strain that it puts on your cash flow in the meantime? Or as Kevin said in the last segment, is this a risk that maybe you just need to live with? It really all boils down to what is the need that you're trying to protect? Because there are some folks who even in their 70s or 80s, if they were to pass away, there would still be a financial hit to someone in their life, someone left behind. Maybe you have an adult child who is still a dependent and always will be because maybe they have a special need of some sort. That might be a scenario where you need the liquidity, the cash that's created by a life insurance policy to cover over the potential financial damage that that person would feel if you passed away too early. And I don't know how you slice through all this stuff with a narrow perspective. If your perspective is starting with, as Kevin said earlier, well, 20-year term's the right policy, so let's just confirm that that fits your, you'll be bias, confirmation bias there. If your perspective is broad, though, and you're looking at all six areas of your financial life, and you're proactive, and you're planning for the future, and you're thinking about the risks that are on your shoulders, that's a financial planning approach. That is the approach that you need when you're assessing, do you need life insurance? So what's the amount? Is the amount that you need zero? Or what's the amount? And then that will lead you to what type? Is it a temporary need? I don't know. I'm just, I'll just say that from my experience, most people have a temporary need. I can't say all people have a temporary need because that's not true. It's not. So most people have a temporary need. You need to find out what your need is, whether it's temporary or permanent. And then lastly, we're going to hit in just a moment. Okay, well, what's the, what's the price? How do you figure out the price? Um, and so we've got that and listener questions coming up here in just a moment here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. How do you make decisions about life insurance? Do you start with, well, what's the cost? And then, and that leads you down a path? We actually posed a different approach um, where you start with, what's the need? Do you need it? Are you self-insured? And that determines the type, that determines the amount. And then next, we're going to be talking about, well, how do you make sure you get it at a, at a competitive cost? So, all right. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks so much for being with us. My name's Mike. Here with me, as always, in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Thank you to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett and her team uh, at Inspired Homes for partnering with us for the Wise Money Show. Thank you very much. If you have any questions, we've got a great question from Karen coming up here in just a moment. Reach out to us online, wisemoneyradio.com. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. And social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, just search Wise Money Radio. You can like the page. You can follow us. You can submit questions that way uh, as well. So, okay, so we're, we're talking about life insurance, confusing Lots of opinions out there, and there's there's an opinion that's pushing around that you should take a one-size-fits-all approach, 20-year term. That's it. 
and uh, and and I totally agree. If you need a 20-year term policy, that's what you should have. <laughs> but I totally disagree. We totally disagree. If you need a 10-year term policy, you shouldn't have a 20-year term policy. If you need, if you're one of the rare individuals who needs a universal life policy, no, you shouldn't have a 20-year term policy. So you got to start with a financial planning, comprehensive approach to diagnose that, to figure that out, and then that will lead you through the process. At some point, though, you got to figure out the price. There again, I, I'd want that connected with your overall financial situation, but I don't know about you guys, but if price is a component. How do you make sure you're getting life insurance at a competitive price? Competitive price, but it may or may not be the lowest price. Uh, I was actually doing a little bit of price shopping or, or policy hunting for a client just this past week with a, a new employee. So I, I kind of had him shadowing me. We were doing it together. We were running some illustrations because we take, we're, we're an independent firm. So we're not tied to any one insurance uh, company out there. We wanted to shop amongst the best and figure out which policy was appropriate for this particular client. So we ran uh, our research. We came back with, you know, maybe about a dozen different policies and uh, he asked the question well why wouldn't we just go with that one at the top of the list the cheapest price and uh, so I asked him the question well are all of these policies really equal are we really looking at an apples for apples comparison and one of the features that that particular policy didn't have uh, one of the bells and whistles was it didn't allow you to convert the policy into a permanent insurance policy. We were talking earlier about how many people have a temporary need. There's also permanent needs. There are two different policies, two different types of insurance to cover these needs, except what you don't realize is one can be turned into another. A term policy, what you believed was a temporary need for insurance, what if the fact pattern changes partway into that policy's existence? If you, if you, if you haven't done the mental exercise or ever considering this, because this is totally geeky stuff, so <laughs> high five to you if you have thought about this. Um, okay, well, what circumstances could move it from a temporary need to a permanent? And likely, would that mean a change to your health where all of a sudden if it was now a permanent need you wouldn't be able to go out and get permanent insurance because exactly all of a sudden right. your health just changed those are the circumstances yeah a change in diagnosis all of a sudden that has the potential to shorten someone's lifespan is the very thing that would make the need more obvious you know that we need this life insurance because maybe I'm not gonna go all the way to age 90 but it's also the exact same event that makes buying a new policy impossible and so that's why some people convert a temporary policy a term insurance policy into something permanent if they're allowed to the policy the the rule book for that particular insurance contract is what determines whether or not you're even allowed to do this for the whole term period right. not all policies are created equal so you've got to look at the details and a little aside to that watch if you have a a temp a term insurance policy you can look in the schedule of premiums what happens at, if it's a 10-year term, what happens in year 11. They'll tell you what the cost is. And be careful because if you are asleep at the switch and your policy is on auto pay, 
they'll they'll keep taking the money. Oh yeah, and you know what? There's I I don't know if this is just you know sales kind of gimmicky whatever, but. If your policy says term to age 85, <laughs> look at that schedule of premiums Kevin just talked about because you might be guaranteed coverage until age 85, but the price could get wild on you. Hmm. Just wild. So, as Josh mentioned, um, we are independent. I, you know, I'm going to s- just say, um, well, we're. we're possible we're biased. I want to say that is the approach you need to take. Because with term life insurance, you're locking that premium in. It should be a level term policy. So shop around. It's it's only good if the insurance company backing it is strong. Right. right. So, but that is, but that's not the case to be made for you should overpay for your insurance. Correct. Because I, I have heard agents who work for a company. So this is the question. Is, is this agent working for that company? Is your financial professional working for this company? or Be, are Because they if they are, they, they likely don't have a choice of what kind of insurance you're going to get. They might even say, hey, I'm independent. And if you come to me, you're, I can help you with life insurance, but you'll only get it from one company. That actually doesn't make you independent. That that makes you a company representative. And so I, and another myth that people have uh, that's out there is that, well, if I, if I went and I met with Joshua Gregory and I needed a 20-year term, if I bought it from him, it would be more expensive than if I bought it online. Right. No, you know what? The the price if you bought it uh, if you bought a West Coast Life policy or a Lincoln National or a Prudential, go on down the line. Um, there there are many of them that we use and and are able to access. The price, whether you buy it online or from us, is the same. It's just it's likely that the experience is going to be different. Experience, yeah, it could absolutely be different depending on the company, depending on the the channels that you go through. One of the other things that can make what look like two 20-year term policies, they can have a different price tag attached to them, maybe because of how much scrutiny you have to go through in order to get that top rating with one company. You know, there, there are some companies out there that, yep, if you got their best price, it is going to be better than everybody else. But there are just so few people who actually get that best price, you're more likely to get a lower underwriting rating. So look, you need to be working with someone who is familiar enough with the companies and can help you identify which company is most likely going to give you the best rate um, based on your health history. Yeah, an example of that is if you are an occasional cigar smoker, some companies then label you as a smoker and right. you get smoker rates. Smoker, if think about this, if I'm a nicotine user, I'm going to pay three to four times what a non-nicotine user would pay. Yep, that's so, a fact. So if I occasionally smoke a cigar, I'm going to pay three to four times if I'm working with a company that labels me as a smoker. Some companies will say that person who is an occasional cigar smoker is not really a smoker, so we're not going to give him smoker rates. Yeah. yeah good example. So there again, it's I, I don't know. I'm glad you brought up the online shopping and this example, Kevin, because um, I don't know about you. I just, I'm seeing more commercials about about 
life insurance these days. And with the, you know, with the growing dependency of the internet, you know, all of our life is, is on there. And so, um, you know, with certain financial instruments, yeah, you can find it cheaper on the internet. You search, search around. Not with life insurance. And I think the risk, such an enormous risk that you're trying to transfer and the risk of making a mistake, it's just the stakes are too high. Mm-hmm. So so I would, I'd want you to work with someone to make sure you get the right stuff with the right features at the right price, right? And so you got to have an independent, comprehensive financial planner. Yep. Th- that's that's the recipe right there. Great question from Karen coming up um, about retirement and the turmoil in the stock market. What do we do? Oh, Karen's not the only one with this question. We've got the answer coming up here. Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran & Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, coming to you from the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group in Granger, Indiana, and the KFG Studios. My name's Mike, here with me. Across from me, Kevin Corhorn, between us, Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything, we've been talking about ah, just a delicate area of your financial life. Um, one of the biggest risks that you need to consider transferring and one that you might be self-insured with, and, and that's life insurance. So if you've missed any of that, um, I, I'd encourage you, catch that uh, content. You can do so on the YouTube channel. Just search Wise Money Radio. Subscribe to it. It'll, it'll uh, send you a little notification every time a new video is posted. So every episode's right there. You can find us on podcast, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen. Just search Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. I don't know how we do this, but when I type Wise Money, we don't come up. So you got to type in the whole thing. So maybe we can work on that. Um, and uh, and then lastly, there's a media player on the website. Go to wisemoneyradio.com. If you're at work listening or just have your computer right there, you want to listen that way, every episode's right there as well. Also, you can submit questions that way. And lastly, I'll just remind you, we're about to hit a great question from Karen. If you have a question, you can also call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Karen is 63 from Indianapolis. My husband and I are planning on retiring in the next three years, but with the recent turmoil in the stock market, we're not sure if it makes sense and if we're still on track. What's your advice? I, I love the question and kind of the vulnerability. It, it's it's kind of a humble thing to admit, you know, I'm, I'm not as confident as I once was. And uh, a lot of people are feeling that way. You know, when the stock market suddenly becomes volatile, especially on the heels of a year of tremendous growth without a lot of swinging, uh, w- we can start to think, boy, if this, if this uh, investment portfolio of mine doesn't cooperate, is it going to put my um, retirement in jeopardy? That is a question that needs to be answered within the context of a financial plan. The, the very first thing I would tell you, um, Karen, is, is really just 
to seek out the advice of a certified financial planner who can help you analyze exactly where you stand today. And that is not a one-time event either. It needs to be something that you are revisiting on a regular basis because there is no perfect plan for you. Your circumstances are going to change. Um, you know, the, the world around you, the economy, your investments are going to throw you curveballs. And the more flexibility that you bring to your own planning, the more likely you are to make the appropriate adjustments. That is really where the value of a certified financial planner walking with you comes into play. They will help you make the, the adjustments to your trajectory, to your plan, as circumstances change. A friend of ours, financial advisor in, um, in Georgia, says you don't pay for the financial plan, you're paying me to change your financial plan. Right. I love that. Because and that, that really eloquently demonstrates that planning is a process because your life will change. So let me go back, I'll just go uh, back 10 years and talk about 0809. And we, because I, we don't know what's gonna happen right now. I, I, no, one, no one does, truly no one does, even if they sound like they do, they don't. <laughs> um, but you know, 10 years ago, we, we know how that story played out. And I, we'd have people come in and some very, very upset, everyone else, you know, nervous. And, and I, several people said, well, I guess that retirement goal, that retirement idea is out the window. Because we did planning, because we do planning, actually I was able to say, and we were able to say, no, hang on, we're gonna talk about that today. That's the number one, number one topic on the agenda. Let's revisit the plan. And for so many folks, you guys tell me if your experience was different, we just managed the trade-offs. And so, okay, well, if things don't bounce back quickly, well, in order to make retirement still work, you've got to work an extra year. Does that sound good? And I remember seeing the relief on people's face that, wow, not only is it still possible, I just need to make a simple adjustment. Oh, well, you need to save a little bit more. Um, you said you wanted to live on 6000 er, a month. Could you live on 5000 a month? Yeah, I think I could do that. And it was just those types of tweaks. Yeah. You, you're planning on going to Florida? Um, have you already made the deposit? Are you for sure going? Yes, I've made the deposit. I'm for sure going. Okay, where do we need to adjust elsewhere in your budget? Or if you haven't made the deposit, sweet. Is there any way you could um, handle uh, uh, four more months of gray days and hang out here? And <laughs> and, and so and so that's the those are the trade offs. And you say, okay, what what do you need to do to be able to make it work? But this is where a lot of times. Um, when I come up against a problem and I find myself lacking creativity, I go to someone that can help me. And so this is where in your financial life, most people uh, don't spend their days working with dozens and dozens of other people in their same situation. So it's quite possible you lack creativity to understand what are you, what are, what's even possible? What are my options? What could I do? I, I, so Karen, I received a very similar question from someone uh, who I've been blessed to serve. We've been blessed to serve for, I think, since 06. So we've been through a lot. She's planning on retiring, though, this year. And she sent me this email, this your question, and said, hey, with the economy down, do I need to delay my retirement? I'm starting to announce it, but I can hold off. Um, we'd positioned things 
we run the miles to figure out what the expenses were going to be and so on. So we knew what the income needed to be and we had the income sources totally lined up and they were not impacted by the market at all. And so in your case, and even if, for the other Karens out there listening, if with the market turmoil, if your investments are down a certain percent, yeah, it's not fun to sell them when they're down. But if you've set up your retirement in such a way where you've got fixed income sources and those income sources really are not impacted by what's going on with the market, I mean, yeah, your confidence maybe is shaken a little bit, but it probably doesn't deter your plan. Yes, and in the spirit of, of sh- shameless self-promotion, I w- was working, I've been working with this client for 20 years at Notre Dame. And so as we've worked together, we've said, okay, what's the financial plan? When are you going to retire? What do you need to be doing? And so this client is, is a model client, done everything right, if you will. And then when they get an opportunity to be bought out, all of a sudden when they're looking at the po- planning on working five more years and this possibility gets dropped in their lap, all you have to do, and again, we don't get paid to build the plan, we get paid to manage and adjust the plan, you put this adjustment into the plan and say, hey, will it work? Hey, guess what? The plan works even if you retired this year. Okay, well, if if you're going to get bought out in June, what do you need to do to be able to retire in June? And one of the things for this client was get $25,000 into your 403B before you retire. So we made the adjustment at the very beginning of the year to max out, max that out, because this is a year where they're going to get half a year of pay and then a year's worth of severance in the same year. So I got a year and a half worth of pay, maximize that severance. So this is this is the case to say work with a planner because when those opportunities come up, you either have the opportunity to do something about it or not. I want to sneak Jerry's question in here. It deals with life insurance. He's 54 from Buchanan. I have a term life policy that's coming due later this year. Do I keep it after it matures or get a new policy or just let it drop? Josh, what do you think? Uh, most 54-year-olds that I know are not quite to the point where they can go without life insurance. You know, this will be my situation. I bought a 30-year term policy back when I was 24 years old. Hmm. So I'm going to be Jerry here uh, before too long. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be facing the same situation. The 30-year policy is going to expire. Do I keep it? and just pay those crazy high prices that uh, it'll jump to? Or do I start looking at maybe replacing it with another short-term type of life insurance policy, maybe something that will get me all the way to retirement when I hope I've done the hard work to get myself in a financial situation where that life insurance becomes less necessary and I'm willing to go without it altogether? Yeah, so still take the planning approach, but inferring a little bit from what we can see here, Jerry, dangerous probably to just keep it and keep paying these astronomical prices might also be dangerous if you're not fully self-insured to just let it drop you might be looking at a 10 or 15 year policy to get you past that temporary need so great question you too karen all right that is all the time we have for today thank you so much for listening uh on behalf of kevin corhorn josh gregory and all of us at corhorn financial group hope you have a great weekend We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. 
Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.